Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Infinitely Well podcast. I am your host, Julia Maple, and I am so excited to have you here. And I am so ecstatic to start this podcast. I have been putting it off for a while now, but we're starting off 2023 well and not letting our limiting beliefs or fears hold us back and starting what we want to do and letting the universe take us. Now, a little bit about the Infinitely Well podcast. It is going to cover everything holistic health, wellness, fitness, self-love, self-exploration, gut health, nutrition, and just healing holistically. For that is what I am so passionate about and I'm just so excited to just come on here and talk about, you know, becoming your highest and best and healthiest self. And I just want to throw out there that I do have socials. It is Julia M. Wellness on TikTok and Instagram, where I post about the same exact things, nutrition, gut health, and wellness, and fitness, uh, specifically lifting. But yeah, I'm just so, so excited to get started. Today, I actually wanted to just do a little get to know me and have you all have a better understanding of who I am, why I'm passionate about what I'm passionate about, because, you know, we don't just wake up one day and have a burning passion for something. There's always a story behind why our fire burns for what it burns for, which is really interesting how everyone's passions are different in life and we all serve a unique purpose. Um, Anywho. I just wanted to share my story, share my past, and just go through what has happened in my life that has led me to where I am today. I don't even know where to begin, but I think we'll take it all the way back to self-love, because that is truly (laughs) the most important thing. And throughout most of my life, I really did not have much self-love and generally did not allow myself to feel love, truly, um, to a real extent. I was always very, like, closed off emotionally throughout my life, especially in high school. Um, not to mention I am in college now, but it is just so interesting to look back and just see how different I was and also to look at other people in that way of, you know, everyone can change and grow and evolve as a person, especially if our in our late teens and early 20s and late 20s, 20s in general, okay, throughout our whole life, I guess we can change, but, you know, we tend to have a view of people that we kind of, the last time we saw them, even though it was two years ago, we still have that image in our head that that's who they are. Even if we didn't know them well, we kind of critique in a way as much as we don't want to say that we critique, we do. (laughs) And our critiques are mostly based off of our own experiences in life and how we view the world and how we view other people and, you know, all that (laughs) fun stuff that we can dive into later. But Let's stay on track of talking about my story here, okay? And so throughout high school, I really just 
what's up the miss lovey-dovey girl i wasn't like mean or anything it's just like you know if you wanted to hug me like i wouldn't like embrace you with all my warmth and love that i have in my heart i would kind of just you know give you a hug like oh you know and all that stemmed from the love that i didn't have for myself i really did not like myself i critiqued everything about myself like from the shape of my face to my forehead to the shape of my nose to my eyebrows and my hair and the way my body looked just consistently critiqued myself and the main thing was my body like I had just had um really bad body dysmorphia ever since I'd say like sophomore year of high school so like 15 years old I really just was not happy with how I looked. I always thought that I was fat. I thought that I was too big. Um, yet at the same time, I was not taking care of myself. I was not taking care of my body through what I'm eating, through my nutrition. I had no knowledge on nutrition, on proper fitness, and how to stay, you know, not healthy. Is not stay healthy. It's not the word that I'm looking for, but Find exercise that is enjoyable and, you know, stay consistent with that exercise. I just didn't know what the right exercises were. And, of course, I hopped online and probably saw, like, ooh, 15-minute abs. Like, this is how I'm going to get in shape, you know? Um, but still go ahead and eat, you know, not the best. And look in the mirror and not have the most positive affirmation to myself. So I struggled a lot with that and I also struggled a lot with kind of people pleasing in a way, you know, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was in a person. I wasn't confident in myself. I didn't know my true self. I didn't know what my true passions were and what really drove me as a, an individual really like set my soul on fire. I had no drive. You know, I had no specific passion except for maybe the sport I was playing um, at the moment. There was really nothing that drove me. So I didn't really, I wasn't able to express who I really was. And what that enabled me to do or what that led me to do was kind of mask what everyone else was doing or, you know, if I was around a group of people, I would, like, kind of act like they're acting, since I didn't know who I was, um, I would participate in things or events and, you know, do things that I wasn't really, probably shouldn't be doing, um, and I always, you know, if someone gave me attention or showed me, like, the littlest bit of interest especially um men uh, or boys at the time I would just like jump onto that and really like degrade myself you know I wasn't because I wasn't grounded in who I was so if someone could show me the love that I was missing for myself then you know of course I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on that and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna actually see how good of a person that person may be or what do they really bring for me like is this a good person for me and that was with um, the group of people that I surrounded myself in general with 
um, not everyone, but, you know, I never really was open to, um, to sharing a loving experience. So, you know, and as the self, as I surround myself with, you know, not so positive things and events and, you know, I'd say people too, kind of, (laughs) um, I was just always talking pretty negatively, had a negative tone, just my energy was very dense, you know, um, as I look back at like photos and pictures and videos, I listen to myself talk and it's just crazy how I talk completely different, um, in an energetically, in an energetic way. Um, but of course I started doing drugs and drinking a lot and, you know, using, using substances that alter your state of consciousness to, you know, suppress and escape from my thoughts and how I'm actually feeling. And I was always relying on being not sober to make me, you know, feel better in a way. And also, as I was growing up, I always felt like out of place. Like, I was the last person to always be invited or no one wanted to invite me. You know, what was I doing wrong? Like, I don't understand. And what I didn't understand was that that was just a reflection of how I was treating myself. So that it was kind of the bottom line in a way, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I was always on the hunt for partying or doing something crazy, you know, like sneaking out or going to smoke and drink and be cool, cool little teenager. Um, but it wasn't just to be cool. It was actually doing it to use it in a negative way as a coping mechanism. So yeah, definitely struggled with. I guess I can just call it substance abuse in a way. Um, wasn't really heavy on drinking, but I think on smoking in a way. And I always like said, oh, smoking is so much better for you. Like when I was a little stoner girl, <laughs> and I was like, oh, smoking's so much better. Like, why would you drink when you can smoke? And I'm like, okay, Julia, I think you're just smoking because you want to feel numb. Like, I think that's just the bottom line. You're not using it in a way just to have fun socially or whatever. So anyways, as the years go on, we're gonna fast forward to quarantine here, okay? I was like a junior, I think in high school. Yeah, I was a junior when quarantine hit in March 2020. And quarantine was a crazy time for everyone, you know? As we are stuck in the house and we're stuck with being on our own and with our our thoughts and you know, we can't go see our friends or our boyfriend and we're stuck with our family, you know, as a teenager, that's like, oh my goodness, my worst nightmare. <laughs> um, but in quarantine, oh my gosh, before quarantine, actually, I got mono, um, got really sick from being at some party, you know, probably drinking, you know, a bottle that someone else touched with their mouth and got mono from it. No surprise there, but I did get mono. Like, I'd say a week or two before quarantine really, like, actually struck, like, lockdown, like, school shutdown and everything. 
And while I had mono, of course, you're sick and you're not probably eating a lot and your body, you know, you lose weight when you're sick sometimes because you're laying down and you're not eating, you're sleeping. Um, so after I had mono, you know, I was realizing I was like losing weight and I stepped on the scale and I saw what my weight was and I was happy. Sadly, I was I was happy about it and I was like, oh wow, I guess since I didn't eat, I lost weight, so that's what I should just do. I should just continue to cut down my portions and not eat as much as I usually do. So unfortunately, I had that mindset going into quarantine, the times of quarantine, and um, I carried that mindset with me. Um, I started doing you know, those workouts across quarantine, I started, um, <laughs> doing, like, the Chloe Ting workouts, I'm sure a lot of you remember Chloe Ting, the 30-day the challenge where she has her HIIT workouts, her high-intensity interval training workouts, she has those, and I would do them, I would do the ab workouts, and I would do it, like, every single day, um, I would do, you know, random workouts in my room and that kind of started like a few months in from quarantine, I'd say like closer to the end of the school year. So like, like summer, almost like the end of spring time. And at this point I was developing, um, I was developing an eating disorder at this time, like mindset. Truly, I... I was seeing my weight go down, I wasn't eating a lot, I was smoking, I was not in the right mindset. And, you know, no one around me really knew, I don't think so. But, you know, I continued to do these workouts and what I would do, which please do not do this, um, this is what we do not want to do, this is what I want to help other people never have to go through in their life. But, you know, I would wake up, I would not eat breakfast or whatever, you know, wake up super late and then I would go work out or whatever, maybe eat something small. I don't, I could barely remember because my memory is so shot from my eating disorder, from my anorexia and from just all the substance abuse. Truly so sad, but my memory is kind of shot. Um, but the only time that I would really eat would be at family dinner so that my parents would see me eating and they wouldn't suspect anything. And I would like make food and stuff too, but like at that point I wouldn't really eat it. If that makes sense, like say if I baked cookies, I would like bake cookies and I wouldn't eat them. Or I would sneak down and go binge on them later. <laughs> but that's a little bit farther in. During quarantine, this is what happened. And I continued down this path for a while, and I was losing a lot of weight, and I think my friends saw, they noticed, but no one really said anything because, you know, that's a touchy subject, but um, I kind of realized on my own that I was losing a lot of weight, and it's sad because I was happy about it. I was happy, and I would post it be like, oh my gosh, I reached this weight, I'm so happy, and people around me were like, oh my gosh, like that's not okay. And I didn't understand. I was so just happy about it. Even though I felt awful, I was first of all cold all the time. 
um, freezing. And no matter where I was, like, it could be, I worked at TJ Maxx in high school over the summer, my junior summer, and I was freezing. I was freezing in the building, like, literally shivering, freezing cold. And I remember specifically, like, this one customer, this one day came up to me, she was like, you're just so skinny, like, how do you get that skinny? You're so small. Like, she really just had the audacity to say that. Um, but again, I'm not going to throw any hate towards her. But I literally, at the moment, I just had to, like, leave and I, like, go in the break room and take a minute, like, you know, because why would you say that? <laughs> um, anyways, so that went on for a while over the whole summer until I think it was maybe, like, September going into my senior year. I remember still being really tiny um, in the beginning of my senior year, and there was one day that my parents, I was, like, downstairs in a tank top, and they finally, like, saw me and were like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I think they just started crying, and it was kind of a hectic scene, but they're like, if you don't get better, we're gonna send you somewhere, and I think that was, like, and I was, like, freaking out because I was mad that they were telling me that, but they were right. So, I decided to start recovering in a weird way, but I still wanted to be in control, very much in control of how I was recovering, quote-unquote, recovering how I was eating, what I was eating, you know, all that fun stuff, <laughs> because I wasn't gonna, I still was afraid to gain all this weight back, so at the start of my recovery, I also got into lifting, and because I think I was looking at, you know, like, how to gain weight, but, you know, stay I don't even know like stay toned and lifting came up and so I got into lifting and I started <laughs> I started with YouTube videos actually and like a few of these weights where it's like a tiny dumbbell and you screw on the plate and then you screw on a screw onto the plate and it's really like old school dumbbells um and like the dumbbell was like a little bot it's like a it's a dumbbell barbell, so it's not a, you know, and you literally screw on the plate. But anyways, I started with that and with, like, the little five-pound weights or, you know, ten-pound weights that my mom had. And I started in my, my room, and I started on these YouTube videos. I remember this guy would, he would have, like, YouTube videos for upper body or lower body days, and he would take you through the different reps and the sets, and you would do them. So that's what I started with. And then I started getting into, <clears throat> I started getting into like Instagram and stuff and like found influencers on Instagram um, and I just followed their, their videos that they had. I remember I, I think the first people I followed was like Whitney Simmons, Chrissy Sella and um, Jordan Fit and I still love them to this day <laughs> so much. But I feel like they were my first, like, people that I looked at. And I was also, like, watching YouTube videos and researching about, you know, what to eat to gain weight and what foods to eat and, you know, all of that fun stuff. So, 
started with that and I just started following people's workouts and I remember I had my dad bring me um some of his like equipment because he's a teacher from his high school that the gym doesn't use so he brought that into the basement and it was still kind of old school and we bought like two benches and I had like one barbell like you know the Olympic 45 pounder and a few little dumbbells with the barbell and I would just work out down there and it was a process truly like I remember I had gloves like and it was quarantine at this point so <laughs> um so I would have my online classes going while I was working out like I wasn't like actually in class which is kind of funny now that I think back about about it but you know it was a learning process I decided like, I was like so in control too with lifting I was like I want to learn on my own like I'm gonna learn the form on my own and I truly do think that I lifted a little heavy at the beginning of my lifting journey and kind of messed up my back a little bit because you know your form isn't going to be 100% the first month that you're lifting you know even year if you have no idea what you're doing and you're not getting the proper education on it um because you know all I was doing was I would watch YouTube videos or I would watch um Instagram like posts of people doing the exercise but either way there was a lot I had to learn anyways as I was getting into lifting of course I'm also going to get into the fitness nutrition part of lifting and I say fitness nutrition the supplement Part, you know where everyone's like oh high protein low calorie things and that's not every one but at the time that's what I was seeing was a lot of protein powders protein bars um, you know low calorie high protein meals snacks and that's what I was eating but that's not what I should have been eating you know I was also not recovering properly I was doing high intensity training in the beginning of my recovery I was not eating um I was eating under a limiting belief system still I was not eating enough while especially while I was lifting as a newcomer I'm building all this muscle at first and I'm not eating enough to see the proper gains that I could have seen because I still had a mindset um, from my eating disorder, which I was not recovered from, even though I could say I was recovered from, I was not recovered from it. Because food made me very anxious still. I was felt like food still consumed my life. It was all I thought about. And of course, my hormones were imbalanced because I lost my period <clears throat> for so, so, like, years from this. And everything was just out of whack so I still didn't feel good because I was not recovering properly but anyways I did start eating a lot of protein powders protein supplements um, bars I remember specifically I would make like this protein fluff and I see it still on TikTok, and it makes my stomach turn because that's not real food it's not proper nutrition and it's literally just you throw some ice in a blender with some protein powder and milk 
and like a no calorie sweetener or something like that and you blend it up and it just creates this oh and xanthan gum too so that's an emulsifier not good for your gut and i would just put it all in there blend it up and just eat this like protein fluff you know it could have been good i barely remember i think it was actually kind of good but of course not good for me not good for my gut at all um and i would just eat a lot of protein bars protein shakes i ooh, i would always do this premier protein shakes as well like in my smoothies and it was just so funny i would drink the smoothie and i'm like why does my stomach hurt so much after this like it's a smoothie like it's good for me it has greens in it and berries and greek yogurt what the greek yogurt i was using was the light and fit greek yogurt and i was using the premier protein shakes so that together didn't help um, and I would remember I would always start my morning with like the flavored Quaker oatmeal packets and um, I would make myself a coffee and drink it before I ate breakfast and in the coffee I would put like some flavored creamer or I would put no calorie syrup in it like the Tortellini I think it is um, or the Starbucks syrup or I would go to Starbucks and I would put like Splenda in it too like packets of Splenda and stevia so those are just some of the things oh and i love the machine tortillas <laughs> anyways i just wasn't educated enough on nutrition and gut health and whole foods at the time and now since i came from my eating disorder and i wasn't eating enough so my stomach is like you know it hasn't been fed properly and it um definitely has been nutrient deficient for a long time and i don't have the proper gut microbiome bacteria my bacteria is out of whack and i'm going straight into eating all of this junk i'm just gonna call it junk even though it's marketed as being healthy it's junk um i started eating it consistently and <laughs> Lo and behold, I started developing extreme stomach issues and it wasn't just like, oh, my stomach hurts. Like, I'm talking uncomfortable bloating where you're so bloated, you feel like crap, you feel awful, like you're low-key sick. And I just felt so awful, like I couldn't go out to eat. I had days where... I would be so uncomfortably bloated and feel so gross and I had to call off work because it was so painful. I was extremely constipated and it was just such an awful feeling. I wished it on no one. I was taking laxatives every day, the Miralax, the um, magnesium one, I forget what it's called, but by the way, these laxatives are not good for you. They're probably doing you more harm than good. Yeah, they might have you um, go to the bathroom, but after you use them for so long, they're not going to be as effective. And also what's inside of them, their actual ingredients content is making your gut even worse. So it's really not going to help. Anyways, I was taking those all the time. I was going to doctors and they just couldn't figure out what in the world was going on because I would tell them what I was eating and they're like, well, that's healthy. No, it's not, Doc. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, that's why I just don't also, I just, 
know that the big pharma, you know, regular doctors, they don't get as much nutrition counseling, kind of just the basics of, you know, oh, you need your fiber, your whole greens. They don't go into the holistic approach and the actual ingredients, you know, the quality of what you're eating. Are you eating whole true foods? And I wasn't. <laughs> but it didn't figure it out, so he just said, oh, like, you probably just have IBS, you know, gave me pills. Classic. Classic response from the doctors, you know. And I also decided to see a nutritionist, and she went over it with me, and she would put me on the SIBO diet. She said, you probably have SIBO. It's like small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, where the bad bacteria is, like, overgrowing in your small intestine and your large, like, throughout your large intestine. I could have also had leaky gut as well, where, like, the particles of your food leak from your gut into your bloodstream um so kind of had that as well but she said i had SIBO and she put me on this diet and was like um it was the low FODMAP diet so you have to eat foods that are low in the FODMAPs and so i had to cut out a lot of things no gluten no dairy couldn't eat like this long list of vegetables couldn't eat this long list of fruits so it was very limited and it was probably putting more stress on me, especially while I'm still recovering at this point from my eating disorder, that I couldn't eat foods and I couldn't enjoy these foods, you know. It was just kind of making it worse. I couldn't I couldn't eat. I, could, I mean, I could eat, but it was painful. And so it did not help my relationship with food at all. And I actually remember um, <laughs> being on vacation that summer and I was with family and then we went with like my parents cousins and their family and I believe we were in Florida and I literally could not eat out I would come home from eating out if I did be in so much pain like I couldn't eat a lot of things on the menu because I couldn't eat my you know I had to follow the low FODMAP diet <laughs> and it was just not fun it was not fun I would lay in bed and literally cry in pain it was not fun whatsoever. And it really decreases your quality of life too. But, you know, this summer was also my last summer before I'm heading off to college. So we'll just fast forward to college. And here I am. It was fun for a few months. I was, you know, I was going out, but I was also struggling from my digestive problems. And of course, in the college lifestyle, you get into you know, smoking and drinking again, so I was just around that environment and wasn't making the smartest decisions for myself either. Um, so, of course, there was a point where I kind of drew the line and I realized that this isn't the life I want to live, but at the moment, I was, like, still kind of, I kind of had, like, my first spiritual awakening where you kind of realize that, like, there is things called spiritual awakenings, um, but I wasn't really fully diving deep into the shit that I should have been diving deep into, like the healing journey, but of course, that was my path, you know? I wasn't supposed to dive deep yet, but first semester of college is rolling around to the end, and I decided to just go cold turkey on everything, like smoking, vaping, drinking, I decided like, you know what, I'm just done. 
this does not serve me anymore, you know, I'm not gaining anything from this, and I felt like everyone who I was around in a very non-judgmental way now, non-judgmentally, I do not judge anybody because I can see a part of me in everybody, no matter where they are in life. Being around people that were doing those things that don't serve me anymore, it was bringing me down, it was not bringing me up, it was not um, helping my healing journey. So, you know, I just decided to go cold turkey and I did kind of distance myself a little bit of self-isolation for the whole entire second semester of college and the very end of the first semester. I was alone and I did not really have friends at all. Like, I didn't go out. I didn't really do much of anything except for heal. I would journal a lot, anything where I really dove deep into healing and my healing journey. You know, I would journal every single day. I would read self-help books, started reading, I started meditating, I started doing my daily affirmations. And I really had like a set routine of what I did every single day and really dove into my past, you know, past traumas, experiences, situations that happened to me that probably needed some resurfacing because I was holding that trauma in my energy and my in my body that needed released. It needed to come to the surface. And, you know, I cried it out while I was journaling multiple times. And it was just a time of self-exploration and healing. And at this time as well, I was truly starting to finally heal from my eating disorder i decided to go on my first bulk because i was tired of being skinny and underweight because i was i was definitely still underweight 100 percent um for my height i'm like basically 5 8 and i should have not weighed or looked like how i looked i was very unhealthy <laughs> and so i decided to go on my first bulk just to gain the weight as quick as i could and get strong as quick as i could And then later on, I would, you know, quote unquote, cut back down. But instead of cutting back down, I just ate intuitively and was exercising and being healthy and getting my steps in because I'm walking to class every day. But, you know, at the same time that, you know, the winter time and the beginning of spring, I was healing. It was very much healing girl era. And I was taking my healing seriously and I was eating to fuel my body, and I did track at this point just to make sure I was eating enough for my bulk to eat in a caloric surplus. Um, so that's what I did, and I finally, you know, was understanding more about gut health. This is when I really got into gut health too, because I was healing my gut. I finally got into the ingredients in food and realized that that was. <laughs> truly the the problem behind my gut problems and as I started to research more about gut health and actually educate myself on the actual ingredients in our food and the quality of our food and what food is sprayed with glyphosate and pesticides what you should buy organic what you shouldn't buy organic foods you should avoid you know ingredients all that fun stuff and I truly do adhere everything that I learned to everything that I learned um 
I give credit to, like, Instagram accounts that really showed me what, you know, opened my eyes to the, like, truth of nutrition. And this is when I also changed my major from, like, um, community health to nutrition because I finally found my passion. And it's so interesting how all of the struggle that I went through, if I didn't go through that struggle, if I didn't go through my gut problems, my, you know, low self-worth, self-love, low self-love, I would have never been where I am today. And for that, I'm grateful for everything that has happened to me. And I'm still figuring out things every single day on what in the world I'm going to do with my life, you know, truly, or, you know, I'm never going to have a clear idea of what I'm going to do. But all I can do is live in the present moment, and that's what is really important. You know, doing something every day to strive for your goals and letting the universe guide you while you're doing your part is the importance. But overall, you know, that is really where my passions came from. How I'm so passionate about gut health and nutrition, and I truly just want to help others become the healthiest, best versions of themselves by healing through nutrition and through gut health and feeling strong and healthy through exercise, you know, not wanting to shrink, but wanting to grow and accepting themselves and their bodies. For for that is what lifting has done for me, truly. It has really helped me love and fall in love with being the strongest version of myself and you know getting strong and knowing that strong is beautiful and sexy and just feel empowered it just makes me feel empowered to continue to see my growth and health rise through you know lifting and through fitness and I actually am able to say do cardio now go on the treadmill when I want to and it makes me feel good it's not a punishment you know and that's just so important and finally just to get away from these silly little diets and nutrition myths and just to know that all you have to do is eat whole foods and live a life of balance you know so important that is really I think a good recap of my past and my story and I think we have caught up all the way into the present moment and I just am excited for what is to come. I really hope you enjoyed listening to my story and I hope you're able to take some things from it and you know if you resonate with my story or anything that I went to please, you know, don't hesitate ever to reach out to me on my socials or um, just continue to listen. If you have any questions, please reach out. I'm also going to be um, providing resources really soon um, if you ever are looking to start your own healing journey, nutrition journey, fitness journey. And truly become like the healthiest version of yourself because that is just so important and it all stems back like I said in the beginning to self-love and being 
grounded in yourself and just waking up every day grateful to be healthy and living yeah, that's probably where I'm gonna wrap it up and thank you thank you so much for listening I again hope you enjoyed my story and I just wish everyone a wonderful new year and sending lots of love and healing and peace to all and yeah I will see you on the next episode <laughs>